Warning, warning, two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. Please cover your ears and await further instruction. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP with uh, me, Tanthony, uh, you, Darnell, and a third person yet again. We've got two guests in a row. I told you, Darnell, that episode 54 was when it starts to get good. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, honored guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm hippo or just the great hippo from the SCP wiki um, I think I joined in 2017 uh, the first article I wrote is Counting Station and the last one I think is Bethlehem Steel I'm probably kind of vaguely known for a lot of Power Watch articles Yo, we I gotta oh wait we, we looked at Power Watch right Tan that's the like 4chan but like uh, SCP stuff or anomalous stuff Nice. I have to say, I haven't read any of your articles yet, as is the... Or actually, we probably have, but I don't think I've read the ones you mentioned yet, as is the premise of the podcast. But I have to say, the name Bethlehem Steel uh, already has given me some pretty epic vibes. Uh, some, Well, in my head, anime vibes, but epic nevertheless. <laughs> I'm digging it. It's uh, so, way boring, more boring than that. It's a steel company from Pennsylvania called Bethlehem Steel, literally. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like some ancient blade, <laughs> no. like passed down since Jesus' day. That, like it's the katana that, Jesus wielded, and he was that, just <laughs> that's kind of the premise of the article. But but no, not not in real oh, life anyway. Interesting. Right, right. Well, uh, without further ado, I guess uh, Tan Honey, how many SCPs do we have today? We have one, two, three. We have three SCPs, assuming of course that we we can read them in a timely manner. But I've given us a lot of space. Yeah, that's true. We, we, we don't always get through them all, depending on how obnoxious I am about interrupting. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, so what is the first one you've got for us today, Tan? Why don't you drop that link in the group chat? So funnily enough, the first one we actually have is uh, SCP-3034, the counting station, which was uh, just mentioned. Based? Yep, this is the first awesome. one I wrote. I think it's pretty um, short, too. Um, yeah, this is, it's pretty good, because it's like your, your first one you post on the wiki as well, and, so it, and it's... More than survives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I think this is, like, one of the few articles that, that had, like, no downvotes. And there's one downvote on it, and I actually really respect it because I, like, I got curious, and it came up one day, and I looked into it, and I'm, like, trying to figure out why, why this guy downvoted. And I look it up. It's the only thing he's ever downvoted. And I look up, like, you can bring up a user profile page to see what they've yeah. contributed to. Yeah. He has one uh-huh. SCP in a sandbox, 3034. And it's because I stole it. And I'm like, I'm not even angry. I'm not even angry. It's like, dude, that is so pure. I respect it. It's like, that's so base. I know. I'm like, dude, I, I got to respect that. It's like, you were so, like, I'm downvoting it. Okay. I'm got, I'm cool with it. I have and that like folks that is world. why you should always use XXX in a right. sandbox. Exactly. That's the moral of oh, the episode. Funny. I do notice one thing. I see. I think that's an audio thing on the page. Is there a, a log we can read, or should we, or are we going to like play the audio tan like in the post? Or um, I do. I won't, we'll have a brief listen to it. I don't think we'll listen to the whole two hours and twenty nine. Not two hours. <laughs> two minutes and twenty nine <laughs> yeah. seconds. It's, it's, I don't there's think it's, no. I don't think it's, there's no like words in it or anything. Yeah, it's, it's not just a, a sound. Oh, oh, okay. Pog. All right. So, uh, Tan, why don't you get us started? Sure thing. Item number, SCP-3034. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. Free Foundation personnel to remain on-site with at least one employee monitoring radio frequencies for occurrences of SCP-3034. All personnel to have at least C1 certifications in Russian. Radio equipment... Is that, like, a language certification? Yeah, it's a real certification. 
It's um, uh, okay, cool, I, cool, cool. I forget, I forget who uh, maintains it, but it's basically um, an edu- uh, certification standard for fluency. Nice, nice. This is the first time in a while I've learned like a real life thing from an SCP. So already off to a good start. Yeah, it's like that vis- vermilitude thing. Uh, what what the fuck did you just say to me? Versimilitude? versimilitude. I, I feel like I, I, I heard that word. word. In a I can write it, but I can't say it. <laughs> Ver- versimilitude says the appearance of being true or real. Yeah, it's got the. Yeah, it's got that. Radio equipment is Yo, received... If anyone can say verisimilitude three times fast, I feel like you'd gain a superpower. <laughs> Radio equipment is received... say verisimilitude. <laughs> it's a <some> similar reward. <laughs> Radio equipment is received weekly diagnostic checks to ensure all devices are in working condition. Personnel are rotated off-site on a monthly basis. And we also have a little image I forgot to mention of a precisional site 3034, which is in a very snowy location, looks like. For for a second, the dumbassery in my head was like, "Is that the North Pole?" And I was like, "No, it's just yeah, it's, it's Santa Claus. <laughs> you figured it out." Oh. So no, you mean the literal North Pole? I was like, oh, "What? Maybe?" Yeah, uh, I see. <laughs> yeah, because it's like like red, white, right. like the little North Pole is in cartoons. He fooled on that. It's a barber shop. Oh, of course. <laughs> Oh, if man. at any time an occurrence of the SCP is detected, personnel to immediately respond on the same frequency with a message in Russian. I cannot speak Russian. But <laughs> it means all is well. In any instance where communication is lost with the site, MTF Epsilon 10, Santa's little helpers, will be mobilized to investigate and secure the area. I swear oh, I didn't read it. Hold on! I Am I that. huge brain? Did I, did I call the North Pole thing? Yeah. Hold on. Oh my god. It, it actually is Please. in the North Pole, I think. I can't oh. remember if it ex- gets explicit about it. It might not. But like Actually, when I wrote I it, I like was I, thinking uh, North Pole. That's where I imagine it was. Right. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. Under no circumstances is on-site radio equipment to be used for any other purpose besides transmitting the phrase all as well. Under no circumstances should an attempt be made to communicate with the SCP. See attached incident reports. Under no circumstances are children permitted on-site... Alright, so initial prediction. I was about to say I couldn't tell if it was Santa's Little Helpers, if that was the name of the squad because I had to do with Santa because it was at the North Pole. But I think that mention about children at the end confirms it's something Santa adjacent. Or maybe Krampus adjacent, question mark. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but I, I can see that, yeah. Um, so my, my first guess uh, is that... Uh, wait, is Krampus a Russian thing? No, right? That's something it's else. a German. German, right, okay. So it has to do with Russian, and it has to do with Santa Claus. Is it that thing from the office Dwight talked about, Belschnickel? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So my in that case, I genuinely don't have a good guess. I'm just going to lock in that. Well, hold on. Okay, so we know that that they're looking for radio signals is what they that they said for occurrences of it. So I actually don't have a guess. Then I don't know. I don't want to just say something vaguely Santa-related, because that won't feel cool if it is something more specific. But I, I totally don't have a guess on this one. I'm curious to see where it goes. Okay. Description. The SCP is a recurring anomalous radio broadcast of unknown origin. As of this date, the transmission is only being observed within approximately two kilometers of provisional site 3034. All attempts to triangulate the source of the SCP have failed. Since 1964, there have been over 627 occurrences of this broadcast. They occur at apparently random intervals, the shortest gap being two weeks and the longest six months. All occurrences of the SCP follow the same format. 
A synthesized musical tone plays for approximately 10 seconds, followed by the voice of SCP-A, estimated to be a female adolescent of Russian nationality. It's just it's just the first 10 seconds of running in the 90s. <laughs> I could I could totally see that song in my head now. Oh god. <laughs> Dash A immediately begins to count backwards from 200 in Russian. Update 2015-05-17, see attached incident report. If, during this countdown, provisional site 3034 broadcasts all is well on the same frequency, Dash A immediately stops counting. The same tone from the beginning of the broadcast plays again, and the broadcast ends. A notable... Oh, so it's like it's like a signal one, so it's probably like a... Right. Have you ever nice. have you ever heard of a counting station before? I have. Yeah, like there are, uh, I have not. They, there is a counting station. They're a real thing. Like basically, what that just described is a counting station. They're radio broadcasts that they're they're probably government uh, uh, signals to like spies and other organizations that are just basically a uh, cryptography. And they mm-hmm. just brought and people like there's plenty of hobbyists who listen to them. And they're like what? Because they all sound so creepy. Because it's like crap like this, like just beeping <laughs> tones and some lady or some guy just talking, saying numbers out of freaking nowhere. And then it goes away. Oh God, that's so weird. That's, that's so they, weird. And they've been happening since the 60s. Yeah, it's usually a bit less linear, so they don't usually count backwards from a certain number. Right, but... right, right. They're usually not yeah. a countdown, but it's usually just a series of numbers, a sequence of tones, a song, anything, with no explanation. That's so creepy. So... Uh. All right, Tan, continue. A notable audio distortion occurs in the background of the SCP as Dash A speaks. I'll just play that for a couple of seconds. Uh, <laughs> Anomalous, oh, oh. if you could uh, just grab a few seconds of this for the video. That is that is potent. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucky noise. Attempts to analyze the distortion are ongoing. See attached audio analysis below. Testing has shown that the SCP does not respond to recorded occurrences of all is well. It's for this reason that personnel must be present at the site at all times. So it's so creepy because, like, what if every? I, I imagine they have to like sleep in shifts, right? Because like yep. it's only two hundred seconds. That's like barely over three minutes. Yeah. Get... And I assume something menacing happens if they don't say all is well. Oh, that's so creepy. All right, so we've got a couple of documents here. Uh, the first one is an access uh, under a discovery folder. No, under a debriefing folder in a discovery folder. We have a little log here. Yeah, debriefing uh, for the recovery log. report. So, uh, Donna, why don't you take over for this first uh, addendum? <clears throat> oh wow, thanks, Tan. All right, <clears throat> let me bring out the old reading voice. The date is. Uh, oh wait, shit. Is uh, is the month first or the day first? Year. I, I specifically did right, it. right, but I. <laughs> Right, but after the year, I mean. Oh, it doesn't matter. They're both two. They're both two. That's one of the reasons I did right. that. It's because it doesn't matter. It's like 0202. doesn't matter which one's well, which. Well played. All right, date, uh, 1964, February 2nd. Recovery lead, Commander Robert Malthus. Subject, SCP-3034. We were first made aware of the site by a defecting agent of Group P. There's a little footnote here that says, uh, Group P, Group Division P, Psychotronics, a Soviet organization tasked with the acquisition, study, and development of anomalies for the benefit of the USSR. For more information about this group of interest, personnel with appropriate clearance may consult the documentation for SCP-2664. I'm not sure if we read 2664 because I'm terrible at remembering by number, but I know Group P has come up before, right? Yeah, we did an episode where they sort of showed up. Okay. 
Although allegedly a Russian-aligned counting station, uh, footnote, a radio station that broadcasts a series of numbers to intelligence officers for the purposes of espionage and counter-espionage operations, preliminary reports indicated a high probability of anomalous activity. I assembled a team consisting of myself, five of my men, and Agent Browning, selected for his proficiency in several Russian dialects. Interestingly enough, Agent Browning also links to an article, uh, 3241. Once appropriate preparations were made, we set out to investigate. We found the site uninhabited. Evidence strongly... Su- I, actually, sorry for interrupting. I, I'm interrupting myself, anyway. Uh, I have a question. You mentioned this is your first article. Uh, did you have these links? Or no, at least no. uh, this is the only one I've seen to other... Okay, so that was added I added, later. Yeah, I added them later when I wrote other articles or, or other stuff. I came back and just linked it, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Once appropriate preparations were made, we set out to investigate. We found the site uninhabited. Evidence strongly suggests it was evacuated a week prior to our arrival. It contains several pieces of well-maintained radio equipment, a diesel generator found running when we arrived, numerous partially burned records, and over 20 logbooks, all written in Russian. These books describe broadcasts received by the station. The oldest entry is dated to 1947. We also found two phrases carved into a desk. Agent Browning translated them from Russian. Do not let her finish! Tell her all is well! On the second day, at approximately 0730 hours, an automated alarm sounded. We later determined this alarm is triggered by incoming broadcasts. Upon activating the radio speakers, we heard a young woman speaking in Russian. Agent Browning informed us that this woman was counting downward and had reached 76. After a short debate, it was decided that the most prudent course of action would be to follow the instructions on the desk. Dr. Browning interrupted the broadcast with the provided phrase, All is well. The voice stopped. A tone played, and the broadcast ceased. I have left Agent Browning on site along with two of my men. They have sufficient fuel and rations to last for three weeks. My recommendation is for constant surveillance until the precise nature of this anomaly can be determined. Interesting. So he's referred to as a Dr. Then, Browning at one point, though. Is, that, um, is he a doctor as well, or is that a different guy? Or? Yeah, this is in the 60s. Right. So basically, this is back when he was an right. agent. And then later on in right. the 90s, okay. he becomes a site director. So now, when he says Dr. Browning, like he's... Yep. To talk about him now, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that. That's actually that. That totally makes sense to Tanhoney. I mean, at least it makes more sense than going from janitor to CEO in a year like that one. So we have an interview log here next. Um, Hippo, would you like to be one of the voices? Sure, I could be either one, voice one or two. All right, and then Tanhoney, do you want to do the other? Or do you want uh, me to do it? Okay. All right. Uh, I will artificially declare that Hippo's voice one and Tanhoney's voice two. Oh, sorry. The following audio was recovered from partially burned magnetic tapes discovered on site. All dialogue is translated from Russian. Begin log. Shuffling papers. Let's get this over with. You attempted to steal state property, Sergei. How did you think this would end? She is not state property. She has a name. What was your intention? To defect to the Americans? Let them know about our little project? You know me. You know I have served with honor and distinction. You know I would never. Did they promise you money? Asylum? What did you imagine would happen to her? Did, did you think you would raise her as your own? This is wrong. You know this is wrong. You are meddling in powers you can't possibly. And do you think the Americans understand what powers they meddle with? Do, do you think they have an inkling of what this atom bomb can do? I know that one does not make deals with atom bombs. One certainly does not sacrifice little girls to them. A sacrifice that will save millions, if not billions. Presuming the Americans even believe this fable exists. Presuming they think us monstrous enough to use it. They will. We will show them a small taste, just as they demonstrated their power at Hiroshima. We will... Scuffling followed by shouting. Sorry. Nice. No, you're good, you're good. 
trust you will control yourself now? You cannot do this. The nightmares. I know you have had them just as have I. The voice screaming in the dark. That's what it wants, Vaslov. That's what it is. You cannot make a deal with this thing. We have finally contained it, and now you want to offer it. Only if they force our hand. You can't. For the love of God, you can't. And log. So interestingly, uh, I know there was a, a female voice on the thing, supposedly based on the description counting, but based on how they mentioned it's a little girl, I'm thinking that, so this little girl is something they're using for this bomb, and I'm assuming if the countdown goes off, the bomb's going to go off. Well, that's, that's, it's not yeah. necessarily a bomb, but yeah, like the, the, what they were talking about the American bomb in the right, article, right. but exactly. basically it's a countdown timer for something, and you're not told what. That's menacing as fuck. We have a series of emails here that I believe Tanhoney volunteered to read so, himself. Date. 2012-09-12 from Dr. <laughs> Shulkill uh, to Dr. Emerson. I like the little email addresses there. Subject. Oh yeah, I gotta uh, change those to international subject. so they don't... Well, I and T, I gotta throw on the end of them. It's the real Dr. Shulkill out there is getting all these emails. So they never correspond to anything. <laughs> subject. Audio, analysis, <laughs> audio analysis on SCP-434. Yeah. Right. We've been listening to this signal for just over half a century now. During that time, we've recorded every instance of the SCP since its discovery, except the very first one, attached you'll find a mission report regarding details of this occurrence. That's over 600 recordings. We've explored every avenue of inquiry I can think of. We can't track the signal. And upper management, quite reasonably, doesn't want us trying to talk to it. That's why I'm contacting you. I'm hoping with in-depth vocal analysis, you'll be able to tell us more about the voice of this recording. Cross-reference... So, wait, does this imply that they've never said anything to the voice other than all is well? They've never tried anything else? Nope. They have never said anything to it except all is well. (laughs) Cross-referencing with recordings of other number stations, maybe. Or give us a geographical location based on dialect, an accent, an estimated age, something, anything. (laughs) You know, sorry to interrupt again, but that actually makes a lot of sense, because on one hand, people would probably... Some people might initially be like, what, almost 50 years and that's all they've tried? But to an extent, if you find something anomalous and it's super menacing and you already know the thing that works, why right. would you fuck with it more? <laughs> right, and that's been the sentiment. It's like, well, we're not going to fuck with it. It works. Who cares? Because almost every SCP where something goes wrong, like with the deer or the horse that like launched into space, it was because someone was like, let's fuck with the containment right. procedures that already work. Right. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, I'm out of ideas. All I know is someone's broadcasting recordings of a little girl counting down to zero, and we're all too scared to find out what happens if we let her finish. I'm starting to wonder if this isn't some sort of elaborate prank. A 48-year prank? Yeah. Honestly, that would take some <laughs> dedication. Mm-hmm. And there's a link to a tale called Counting. Oh, no, why don't you be Dr. Emerson? Uh, oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Uh, 2012-09-15. Dr. Emerson to Dr. Shulkill. <clears throat> All right, since it's... So now we know the second one's the month, so September 15th. Uh, subject, re-audio analysis of SCP-3034. The broadcasts aren't recordings. Variations in tone, pitch, and phrasing make it clear that each instance of SCP-3034 is a new occurrence. Each countdown is vocally unique. Either someone recorded this little girl counting down over and over again hundreds of times... Or she's been broadcasting these signals for over 50 years. There's more. We've analyzed the audio distortion in the background. It appears to be more voices, only slowed down. Just like SCP-3034-8... Wait, has Dash 8 come up yet? It's the little girl. It's the voice of the little girl. Right, right, right. 
These are vocally unique for each occurrence. Regrettably, the distortion is far too weak for us to make out what they're saying. However, the length of the broadcast seems to correlate with the strength of the, dis strength of the distortion. The longer the broadcast goes on, the louder the distortion becomes. Ironically, the problem is that we're too good at containment. Foundation personnel mobilized so quickly that no transmission we recorded has lasted longer than 30 seconds. If we had longer transmissions, we might be able to extrapolate more data. My recommendation is that you allow the signal to go on for longer than 30 seconds. Maybe then we'll be able to determine precisely what it is. 2020-09-16, from Shulkill to Emerson. You mean 20... You mean... You mean 2012, what? idiot? <laughs> you said 2020. <laughs> A re re audio analysis. Just eight years to email him. Back. Sorry what for the late reply. <laughs> <laughs> Recommendation approved. Foundation personnel being instructed to allow the next five iterations of the SCP to continue until it reaches 50. Hopefully, this will provide enough useful data for us to analyze the distortion and figure out what the hell is going on. Wait, doesn't it, doesn't it count down backwards? So, yes. wouldn't 30 be further than 50? It does. It counts down backward. When he's at 30, yeah, it's like 30 seconds, so it got to 170 yeah. before they cut it off. Oh, okay, so so this would be 150. Yeah. No, this would be 50. He's saying, we'll let it go till 50. Oh, shit. Hopefully. Like, they're going to let it go for 150 seconds, basically. Hopefully it's provided enough useful data for us to analyze the distortion and figure out what the hell is going on. I'll send you the files once we have them. Uh, 2013-0119, so that's almost four months later. From Dr. Emerson to Dr. Shulkill. Subject, SCP-3034. I finished analyzing three of the five files you sent. It's just screaming. Thousands upon thousands of children screaming. My previous recommendation is withdrawn. Inform your personnel to respond to any occurrence of SCP-3034 with the kill signal immediately. 2013-0119, Shulkill to Emerson. Agreed. Oh, he, he, I love how he responded to the old email instead of the new subject. <laughs> I actually like that little detail. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but that's such an old person thing to do. All right, and then we have two incident logs here. So the first one is incident 3034-201 on 2015-05-17. Uh, Hippo, do you want to read this or shall we leave it to good old Tanhony? I can read it, sure. Awesome. Uh, a Foundation researcher assigned to SCP-3034, Dr. Ural Willis, misappropriated radio equipment to conduct an unofficial experiment. During an occurrence of the SCP, she attempted to establish communication with SCP-3034-A. Dash A ceased counting. Approximately five seconds later, an extremely powerful broadcast was detected. The signal consisted of a high-pitched screech, which inflicted significant levels of pain, dizziness, and disorientation to all personnel present. The signal continued for a period of 25 seconds, at which point Dr. Willis used provision, provisional Site-3034's radio equipment to transmit the appropriate phrase, All is well. The broadcast immediately ceased. Within the next 24 hours, researchers noted a significant increase in missing children cases throughout the world. In the majority of these cases, the disappearance occurred at a time roughly correlating with a 25-second broadcast. All cases believed to be associated with SCP-3034 have remained unsolved. Disciplinary action against Dr. Willis is still under review. Special containment procedures have been updated to reflect the importance of not interacting with the SCP-A outside of stated parameters. All tests regarding SCP are suspended until further notice. So, like... Oh, God. So, so those might be the screams of children around the world, then. Or, at the very least, when, when, when if you don't give it the right phrase, it starts abducting children. That's kind of, kind of fucked okay. up. Right. Like, like, kids oh, just start so disappearing. Scary. Like, that's their weapon, is just, like, take away the youth? 
Get rid of all the kids? Oh, that's terrifying. Incident reports, I'll do it. Uh, and, and then we have... Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say we have one final incident Incident number 304... Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sorry, you go. <laughs> oh, no problem. Uh, date of occurrence, 2015-06-04. An occurrence of SCP-3034 was detected. Personnel present responded with the appropriate transmission, leading to a cessation of SCP-3034. However, two distinct changes were noted. SCP-3034's audio distortion was significantly louder. SCP-3034-A began at 199. Instead of 200? Yep. <laughs> oh, no! So all the children that it took away joined that distortion. That's the implication, yeah. Oh, that's it's so good. <laughs> that's a really somber fucking SCP. That's good. Uh, upvote, I'm going to give this one. All right, so let me explain my rating. You need a PhD to understand this rating system. It's not going to make sense. No. So I rate an article from 1 to 10 based on, like, you know, writing, the story, the narrative, whatever's going on. And then I can get, I give up to plus or minus 3 based on how much I liked it. And I don't describe how much the score comes from which or which. I'm going to give this one a solid 12 so out of 10. So it's just Mario really Party like bonus stars, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> basically. And so it's not out of 10. It's, out of... it's just a 1 to 10, and then, I, and then I add or subtract up to 3 points based on personal enjoyment. I really like this. This was good. It had such a creepy aura to it. The audio distortion was really freaky. The build-up. Uh, I'm very surprised this was your first SCP. I mean, uh, I assume you've mentioned, like, linking. There might have been some tweaks oh, yeah, since, but, yeah. like, um... Major you know, I always actually that ending am, that ending you, was not in the I'm sorry, sorry that sorry, ending was not in the original SCP. It ended on the other incident report, the one before it. And then really? like yeah, and then like really? a month later I was like, "Oh my god, it's so much like how did I miss that? It's so much better if it just starts at 199 suddenly." Cuz it just implies that that you're playing a game that you don't even know the rules of and you just broke a rule. And now you're Right, I'm just like when, I, when that hit me, I was like, "Oh my god, how did I miss that?" And I threw that incident report in. I think that's that's what makes it much better. Is like if if you end on that incident report report, report before that, it's okay, but like it, it kind of just peters out. Yeah. But with that, it's like, oh shit, fuck, mm-hmm. we're fucked. Yeah, it really, it really, puts yeah, it really, it really puts a solid right. end cap on it. And, and that's something I would like to point out to newer writers too, because a lot of people mention they're like worried about their first SCP or whatever. Um, this this is a really freaking good SCP for a first SCP. Uh, but also another point to note, you can always edit right. stuff on the wiki and add to it. I, I Cactus did that, I believe, with that site thirteen right. as well. But I'm curious. You mentioned this is your first one, and and you know I always tell people because they're always worried. Often the first thing you write won't be good, but once you do it a lot, you get better. But I'm curious, were you a writer? Did you write anywhere before joining like, the wiki? Because this is fan, pretty freaking like good. Fan fiction stuff. I've always been like an online writer, just right. as a hobbyist. Also, uh, I have kind of a background in education and um, essay writing, which informs a lot of my writing on the SCP Wiki. Like essay writing, clarity, nice. sort of technical uh, mm. yeah. uh, language, that sort of thing. Yeah, I kind of got that feel from it. That I, I can, I, I understand the hippo hype. That's pretty fucking good. There's, I like that a lot. There's that one really change good. I would make to this, and everyone tells me don't do it, which is why I never do it. I would take out the interview because it, I just suffer. It just seems like too much to me. Like I'm being I, too direct. I, I honestly, I would have to agree with you, and I'm not just saying that because you said that because the whole. The whole like slow horror buildup of like them right. figuring out what the fuck yeah, this like, random thing is, the fact, and like the audio. Interview. I feel like the interview, the interview yeah. actually, the interview adds a little bit of texture, sure, but it interrupts the pacing of that right. slow and decline. I, I feel like like down it, it makes hole. it much more ambiguous and much more like you don't have a. With the interview gives it a sense of personality that I think without that personality would actually make it creepier. 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would agree. But, um, of course, it's ultimately up to you if you remove that. But I, I totally wouldn't do it now because it's so old and it feels weird to edit an article that's like because everybody has, everybody who's read it liked the interview enough to upvote. And now if I take that interview out, it feels like if, at a certain point I stop editing articles. I'm like I'm done. I can't change it anymore. It's too old. Yeah. Too many people have yeah. seen it. Everyone who's like, was going to read it has read it. Only fair. <laughs> Right, yeah, and and it's totally like fair. I don't yeah, I don't totally want to fair. change it because if somebody who who read it and liked it because of the interview would hate it without the interview, it feels like I'm cheating them almost. If that yeah. makes sense, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can't ask them to come back and reread the article. Yeah. That's silly. I'm not going to be like, oh, now you have right. to. So like, right. I'm just just leave it because I don't want to do the George Lucas thing where I go back and edit <laughs> stuff. It's like no, <laughs> no, that totally. Is fair. I would change it. I would take that out. Specifying that Boba Fett was the. <laughs> Exactly. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, though, even with that, that was a really that was a really banger article, and that's just the first one. We got two more today. Yeah. So, what do you have next on the docket for us, Tanhony? In terms of next one is a bit of a time travel backwards in terms of series, Uh, not in terms of actual time, but this one is SCP two four one nine called The Laughing Men. Wait, you wrote a a series four SCP before a series three one? How did that work? The the slot became available. That's all. My my rule. My rule oh, with slots has okay. always been: I just take the the what no one that's available that's closest to zero. Basically, I just start go. I just like go series one, series two. I just hit Control F, un, um, unknown or whatever, access denied or whatever it is, and just whichever the first one I hit, I take it. And every so often, like mm-hmm. uh, one would pop up, and I I just took it. I assume that's why the first page is where it's like account deleted. That was whoever had the slot before. Interesting. So you took the slot in June 2018. Interesting, uh, interesting. No, I believe uh, it was a previous account, so that's what the account it was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I deleted so was, an account yeah. a long time ago and then re- rebuilt it. Uh, oh, 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 my bad. Okay, uh, so, uh, Tanhony, why don't you get us started again? Actually, first thing to mention is there's a nice little picture here. Uh, it says Unit C, circa 1963, and it looks like some kind of factory? Binary. And what's this uh, uh, article laughing. titled, Tan? Awesome. Okay, so right. Item number, SCP-2419, under Class Euclid. Special containment procedures. A fenced circular perimeter with a radius of 15 kilometers has been established around the SCP. This perimeter is maintained by MTF Beta-7, Maz Hatters, his private property. Once... <laughs> that is that like a pun on Mad Hatter and Hazmat? Yeah, that's that one's not mine. Um, that's I, I went to the uh, there's a page that has all the MTFs and I stole that. That's pretty good. Once per day, MTF Beta Seven is to accompany Foundation technicians into Unit C to perform maintenance on one of the six incinerators. They are to follow a rotating schedule to ensure each incinerator's furnace is serviced once a week. Outside of this maintenance, every furnace is to remain lit and operational at all times. Reinforced steel hatches have been welded atop of each incinerator's free disposal chutes. These hatches remain bolted and locked. Instances of Dash A found outside of Unit C's incinerators have been immersed in concrete and shipped to an indefinite containment site. Okay, so what I'm assuming is this: the, the article says it's a refinery. They have to maintain furnaces, but they've got uh, the hatches. There's hatches on the disposal chutes, so whatever, whatever is being like burnt or thrown away can't come out i assume and uh there's dash a instances found outside but they mentioned con- immersing them in concrete so i don't know if they are like humanoids necessarily that makes me think they're products that are made here 
So I'm very curious what the hell this is. Once again, I feel lame. I, I hope I'm not giving you a bad impression, but usually I try to throw a guess out there of what something might be, even if it's clearly wrong, but I just I just don't know. Maybe they're making some sort of tools or, or like ingots of some kind that are being thrown away. I, I just don't know. That, that, that's fine. That's, uh, to me, that, that's actually one of my goals is with the containment procedures. I don't want you to know. I want you to be like, want to know like you're like what the fuck is going yeah exactly it's usually when right, i write exactly. these things that's what i want is like for you to be like why did you write that <laughs> well you've definitely got me intrigued because i'm curious what the hell this is so description scb 2419 is a refinery and waste disposal facility located 75 kilometers north of summer springs colorado usa it was constructed in 1954 by the foundation for the purposes of handling the incineration and long-term storage of hazardous wastes primarily medical waste Controlled evacuation was carried out in 1975 after it began to exhibit several anomalies. The facility is divided into three units. Unit A was responsible for long-term storage of anomalous waste via a deep geological repository. Unit B received shipments of waste and processed them. Unit C disposed of non-anomalous waste via incineration. Instances of Dash A present as human entities that occur with the interior of Unit C's incinerators. They exhibit... Okay, so they are like humanoid things that probably keep the factory running to yep. some extent. Okay, but they're encased in concrete and sent to storage. If if they get out, right. yeah, interesting. If right. they get out of the incident, they get Han Soloed. <laughs> oh, five ones <laughs> jumping <laughs> up. <laughs> they exhibit anomalous regenerative abilities and are incapable of dying. Although they typically attempt to exit the incinerators via the disposal chutes, the heat from each incinerator's furnace is sufficient to stop them before they can make significant progress. Dash A instances do not communicate and lack self-preservation. Although they appear to have no interest in each other, they show extreme hostility towards any sapient non-instance. Interesting. And we have some... Uh, yeah. So you... Uh, so, so this sounds more like... So this whole thing is a place uh, to get rid of anomalous waste. Yeah. Yep. It's a... And these and these human entities aren't necessarily working the factory. They're trying to get the fuck out of it. They're trying to get out of the incinerator. The literal incinerator. That's like tr- they're inside oh of God, it. God, that's like trying to burn that's them. That's burning them. Oh, God. Yes. Oh and they're trying to get out. So, that's so, so creepy. creepy. All right, we got some addendums that's here. That's a hell of a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It kind of looks like yeah. it could be a metal There's album a, cover, almost. That's actually... I, I found this is a uh, cremation picture. It's a co- Creative Commons compliant. It's a picture of a cremation, and I realized if I flipped <laughs> it upside down, it looked like it was trying to crawl out. Oh, that's pretty smart. Not so gonna instant, lie. 2419-001. It's a similar sort of format to uh, the counting stations that were in St. Lugs. Uh, date of occurrence, 1975 05 Workers operating Unit C reported screams from inside of all six incinerators' ash pits. Ash pits. After a brief investigation, the site director ordered the burners on incinerator number four snuffed. Several dozen severely burned entities immediately began to emerge from the incinerator's disposal chutes. They attempted to drag Foundation personnel back down into the ash pit with them. Site director. So, so wait, real quick. Do they use this place to get rid of other anomalous waste, or was this related? Yes. Interesting. But they just also have to deal with whatever the hell these things are. Right. It's a disposal site for basically all the Foundation's weird anomalous waste, because they produce all sorts of crap that's anomalous, and they have to get rid of it. So I wonder, because because the site itself is an SCP, that means they're using anomalous means to dispose of stuff, I imagine. 
Uh, but even more curious is what these A's are. Are they a byproduct of creating this, or are they like something that's just like really hard to destroy from another SCP? We'll find out. The site director immediately ordered the on-site NTF team to terminate all hostile entities. After determining that these entities could regenerate, the site director ordered the MTF team to force them back down the chutes via steam lamps. All the furnaces' burners were relit. The f- number four incident was put back into service without further incidents. During the incident, the MTF team managed to subdue and capture five of these entities. They've been transported off-site for further study. Wait a minute, Tan, you could just use the same image and that would be Marie trying to shoot the <laughs> fucking cannon from let's the get, tower. Let's get to uh, the next. Alright, we've got... So we have an interview log here between a warren and a guard. Do you guys want to be either of those guys? I'll be the guard. The guard only has uh, two lines as a warren. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the guard. <laughs> Okay. All right, you want to be the Warren? I'll do Warren. Awesome. All right, and I'll read the little in-betweens for you guys. Uh, date, 1976, uh, July 21st. Subject, SCP-2419-A instance, SCP-2419-A-5. Interviewer, Dr. Warren. Note, on account of the hostility typically exhibited by SCP-2419-A instances, the interview was conducted behind a ventilated glass wall and with an armed guard observing. Begin log. Good morning, number five. Soft ripping. You know, if you keep picking at your arm, it's never going to heal. Soft ripping Soft continues. We know you can speak. We've recorded you laughing. Soft ripping Soft continues. Why won't you speak to us? Soft ripping continues. Is there anything we can do to change your mind? Soft ripping Soft continues. Look, I brought you something. Soft ripping stops. It's a picture of your family back before, back when your name was John. Back before you were D-class, do you remember? Oh no, these are D-class that got fucked up by anomalous waste. Silence. Do you remember? John? Uh, don't don't get clo- don't, don't get too close to the silence. It's all right. I think he might be starting to remember. John, do you remember? Silence. John, this is your cracking, shit, the- he's- shattering glass. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> Rapid, repeated, wet punching. Burgle. <laughs> Gunfire. Note. Man, During the interview, uh, SCP-A-5 inflicted an open compound fracture on its left arm. It used the protruding tip of its radial bone to damage the grass wall and proceeded to use this bone to fatally stab Dr. Warren numerous times in his eyes and face. Oh my god, so at least this instance anyways was like a former D-class, so these are people that have been fucked up by the waste and become like, I guess, Sekiro-style immortal. And, and this is kind of implied already, I don't think this is spoiling it, because it's kind of like a, a conclusion you're supposed to, but when they said anomalous waste, they were talking about D-class bodies. This is a waste disposal oh. facility for D-class bodies. Oh! And, and all the D-class bodies have been exposed to all sorts of shit throughout the Foundation after they died. So they've been burning the bodies. Oh, that's so fucked. So I assume Dash A instant. So do are, do all of them eventually become yeah. this, or are Dash A's the one that are like that keep going? They the they don't like the, all the ones they know of. Are, Dash A's are the ones that come alive as regenerators, and there's a lot of them. Basically. They drank of the rejuvenating waters. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking menacing. All right, there's a memo here. Do you want to take this, Tan? Yeah, sure. A memo, date 1978-0219, from Dr. Jennings to Dr. Bremwick. 
As per your request, I've finished my six-month evaluation of the five instances we have in custody. Before I came here, I worked as a prison shrink. Every person you met had a story bursting with pain and sorrow. Sometimes these stories were about the pain they suffered. Sometimes it was about the pain they inflicted. Some days you felt like everyone there was a beautiful soul turned down by their circumstances. Other days you'd find out what some of them did, and a part of you was glad they were there to suffer for it. But at the end of the, every day, I always told myself, they're all humans, they're all people. They all deserve the same dignity, respect, and love as everyone else. No exceptions. Jeremiah, I opened up with that anecdote only so you could understand what I'm about to say is not said lightly. These things are not people. They are people-shaped monsters. They are well beyond any definition of psychopathy. Everything they do, they do to hurt, maim, and kill. I, I would pity them, but that would imply that they're worth pitying. Put them in a hole and oh, fill... That's a fucking cold line. Holy shit. <laughs> Put them in a hole and fill that hole with concrete. Better still, throw them back into the incinerator where you found them. I doubt they'll even care. Dr. Daniel Jennings. That's... Oh, that's so good. The anecdote really adds to it, too. Oh, my God. I feel so lame. Like, I swear, this it, my pattern is not to, like, suck whatever guests we have on stick. These are just really good articles. <laughs> I'm invested. <laughs> All right, it looks like uh, we have another addendum here. This is the history now. The first one was the Discovery. Um, so I, so this isn't something they built because of Discovery, right? Or, or no, uh, Discoveries of the Dashes, never mind. Right, right. Discoveries of when it became anomalous. But they actually built this place for a specific purpose. And the history is explaining, explaining more in depth of one of the purposes. I'm curious. Is it they built it? Is it classified as an SCP? Because I assume because it uses anomalous means. But also, is it Euclid because it needs to be maintained? No, basically... Um, it was not anomalous when they built it. Okay. It was not considered anomalous when they started. It became anomalous, basically, from what they're doing there. Shit. All right, we have another interview here. It's West and then uh, some responses. Do you want to be West Hippo? Sure. I think West is the only one in here. Yeah, it's yeah. just West. All right. Uh, shall I let you just do the, do the log then? You got this? Yep. The following log is a recording of an orientation speech given by Dr. West to new researchers arriving at Unit B. Begin log. <clears throat> now, are any of you religious men? Yes? No? Good. Good, good. Nothing against God, but what I'm about to tell you, uh, it doesn't always go over well with men of, uh, men of faith. <laughs> Pause shuffling papers. All right, then. As I'm sure you're aware, Unit B is responsible for handling the arriving D-class remains to determine whether or not they're anomalous and to perform a little, uh, shall we say, pre-processing before they are sent to Unit A or Unit C. It's that bit we're going to be discussing today. Slide, please. Clicking. Now, I'm sure you all... Clicking. Pardon, the slide isn't... The slide isn't... Clicking. There we are. Now, I'm sure all of you are familiar with the human brain, yes? Here it is. I'm sure you are also familiar with how much of a daunting challenge the human brain poses to the Foundation. Clicking. To control it, we use amnestics, but amnestics are, uh, amnestics are hard. Nobody's quite sure where they come from, but we're all well aware that they come at a significant cost. On top of that, they're, uh, not very good. Kind of like using a hammer to remove a splinter. Brief laughter, clicking. This is so weird because you wrote it like how a public speech is, like, given in a company. It feels, it feels right. like so legit. It's a, that's, that's what it's supposed to come off, like a presentation of a PowerPoint. Yeah, the detail Especially where it's it's such, like, a dark and menacing... Co- it's such a dark and menacing concept, and they're just like, <laughs> am I right, boys? Anyway, uh, is this thing working? <laughs> what if I told you there's an alternative, a form of amnestics that's been right under our noses all along? Cheaper, oh, no. safer, very <laughs> negative side effects, 
and significantly more precise. <laughs> Don't tell me they like turned it. these guys into domestics, please. I hope the graphic, uh, the graphic nature of this image is not disturbing. <laughs> but we're all scientists here. It turns out that the human brain, uh, the human brain, so long as it's relatively well preserved, leaves behind. There's a certain residue with that it leaves behind, and there's a link here to uh, SCP-3000 <laughs> and, and onto Shisha. Oh, yep, something we can extract and uh, refine. Clicking this residue, no, pardon me, this residue can be boiled from the mind of a sufficiently fresh cadaver. Think of it as a distillation of memories of our happiest experiences. All parts of a human life that bring us comfort when we need it most, that makes us gentle and kind. Clicking. Here you see what's left behind. The process of boiling is critical, otherwise you'll end up extracting all this useless crud along with it. Clicking. Now we can combine and homogenize all of these purified distillations together to create, uh, well, to create a compound that, when properly processed and combined with targeted hypnotherapy, clicking, allows for the removal of precise memories, specific memories, we replace them with this happy soup, if you will, and their mind uses this soup to build new, pleasant, false memories, filling in the gaps. Clicking. The end result being that, even in death, D-Class continue to help us, help the world. Clicking. Now, I know you all have many questions, and I'll be happy to take them. One at a time, please. And law. You know what this kind of uh, reminds me of a little bit? This might be a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, have you ever read a book called Unwound, I think it's called? I have it, no. Never have I. Uh, it's uh, this book. It's a, it's a very interesting book about this idea where... Sorry, I'm just going off on a random tangent in the middle of an SCP reading. <laughs> uh, it's basically it's about like when kids are between the age of like I think it's 12 to 18 or something. Uh, parents can choose to unwind their kids, uh, which is not killing them uh, or giving them up for adoption. It's every part of their body, like every part of their brain, all their organs, their fingers, everything is taken apart and stored and kept technically alive. And then given to people who are, like, you know, missing a finger, need a part of their brain for health things. And, like, uh, so, like, there will be times in the story where, like, a guy has, like, a hand from a kid or something. And, like, the hand still has the muscle memory of its old body. But it's, like, his hand now. Or, like, they'll get a piece of the brain and they'll see flashes of the memories. And it just kind of reminded me of that. That creepy eeriness is so... Oh, you do it so well. I feel bad. I swear I'm not trying to just, like, praise you a bunch of our guests. This is so good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Sorry, there's two memos left. Yeah, I just love this so much. I think these ones are much shorter. Should I Mm -hmm. read these or? Um, Uh, Up to you. You've you've already done Dr. West once, so maybe I should be the other guy afterwards. Uh, date, 1974-09-12. From Dr. West to Dr. Hammond. This is the same guy who just did the um, presentation. Jim, I have nothing but respect for you as a researcher, as a co-worker, and as a friend. So please understand where I'm coming from when I tell you to go fuck yourself. Your insistence on trying to go over my head with this is getting tedious. The process doesn't turn corpses anomalous. The incident last month was a fluke. Terry had clearly failed to identify an anomalous cadaver before he started the distillation process. He was a sloppy, may he rest in peace. That's all. Everyone's too scared to tell this to your face, so I'll just come out right and say it. Ever since you found religion last year, you've become increasingly unbearable to work Uh-oh. with. Redditor and alert. E- <laughs> and even, the, even if you're somehow right, so what? They're dead, Jim. We've got enough problems here on Earth without having to worry about whether or not we left a pile of ashes with sufficiently happy thoughts. I'm putting in for you to be transferred to another site. 
I highly suggest you don't fight it, Dr. West. The, the, for all the things the Foundation has, they really need a better HR department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then we have one final memo. And Tan, you said you wanted to do this one? Yeah, sure. So, date. 1974-09-13. From Dr. Hammonds to Dr. Carringer. I presume this is about Jurassic Park. But, uh... <laughs> Was the lamest joke I've told in fifty-five episodes. I stole that. I did actually steal that name from Jurassic Park. I'm pretty sure. Nice, nice. Welcome to Unit C. Oh God! This is panning shot of them all running up the incinerator. The inspiring music. You've always been very. Imagine you just hear like the low rumble of footsteps and like a hundred of these fucking guys swarming towards the incinerator down the hall. You've always been very kind. Thank you for that. Yesterday I processed the body of D263175. He was sentenced to death for the murder of his wife. I'd boiled away the six hours he spent holding his sister's hand as she lay dying in a hospital bed. I boiled away the swell of pride he felt when his son took his first few steps. I boiled away all the kindness his mother ever showed him until all that remained was her cruelty and abuse. I took away every moment of joy and left behind a life of uninterrupted misery, pain and rage. Do you know why the Foundation takes D-class personnel from criminal population, Sean? It's because nobody stops us. Nobody cares. A prison is where you put unimportant people. It's where you shave down what is left of their humanity until the monster you imagine to be is all that remains. But no matter how hard we tried, there was always a sliver of decency left behind. Some piece of them we couldn't quite reach. Until now. We've done it. In death, D-63175 is finally the monster people imagined. I've burned away every last trace of his humanity. Now I'm going to send his corpse to Unit C and burn away the rest. I pray to God that that's what's left will burn. I can't stay. I'm sorry. I recommend you get out while you still can. So... Sorry, go ahead. What? I didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, so, like, uh, more than just random anomalous waste, this is specifically to get rid of after this process, the D-class buys after this process is done. That is so fuck, and that, that explains why they've got basically no humanity left. He didn't care about the wife or the kids or any of that. Right. He's just, oh my god, that is so unimaginably fucked. And somber. Holy shit. And then, actually, I was wrong. There's one last email. I didn't see this. Well, you read this bit down now. Uh, sure. From Operator Richard Maddox to Site Director Browning. Subject, unit... Oh, hey, Browning got his uh, upgrade you guys were talking about. He's a doctor now. Yep. Subject, well, he's the incinerators. Right. Site director, sorry. Those fancy steel hatches of yours aren't going to cut it. Look, I'm getting a little tired of playing Cassandra here, but the situation doesn't look good. These things barely missed hitting critical mass back when we switched from oil burners to fuel gas. All it's going to take is a technician making a mistake or a burner failing for a little too long. Yes, the incinerators have massive pits. Yes, if you get it hot enough, human fat will burn and do half the work for you. But none of that will matter if enough meat grows back to stuff the entire sack. Once that happens, the flue gas won't be able to get out. And good luck keeping those burners running without any room for oxygen. We'll lose all six incinerators just like that. And when that happens... They'll come back. All of them. I checked the incineration logs. Incinerator number five alone has incinerated over 3,000 D-class corpses. Combined, we're looking at 10,000 of these things. Easy. All regenerators. All with every happy memory boiled away. All with 20 years worth of new memories, primarily consisting of us burning them alive. I've been working for the Foundation for over 15 years. I've watched a lot of D-class die in a lot of horrible ways, so I think I know a little bit about what it sounds like when someone's screaming with fear and pain. The things in SCP-2419 aren't screaming with fear or pain, Brian. They're not screaming at all. 
They're laughing. So Fuck. Good. See, I think that does, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, shit on other offers. I know older, older article, but I feel like this does a way good, jo- way better job, of, way good, way better job of showing like the breakdown of like, sh- like repeated testing and fucking someone over more than like what they did with six eight two, right? Like just like that, just oh, stripping was- every little bit away. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I was misunderstanding six eight two, isn't part of its hatred of Miani because they keep trying to kill it over and over? That, that's um, one you could take that. Like I can see that interpretation definitely. This was this is a fucking good article. I I I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I know I was all like four thousand is my new favorite. I think this is my new favorite. This is a thirteen out of ten. I'm sorry. This is just so fucking good. Don't feel oh, too flattened because so he says this every two episodes. I I literally don't. It, it's happened more recently because we've gotten the better and better SCPs. But I really don't. This is just so good. This is my new favorite. I'm sorry. This this just. I'm just repeating myself. I'm going to talk in a circle if I don't stop. Someone interrupt me. That's all right. <laughs> wow. Wow. What were you thinking when you wrote that? Did you? How long did it take you to get down all the details the way you wanted? Uh, not too long. Uh, I was thinking because there was actually a very – there was an argument I had with somebody online. I didn't know. It started with an internet argument, which is terrible. But somebody arguing to me about like why the D-class thing is okay that the foundation does. And I just got so pissed. I was like, I want to write an article that shows just how fucked up this is. Yeah. And so basically yeah. I just wrote this article as like basically just me getting rid of all the um, – uh, basically me airing out my grievances without continuing to have an art, art internet argument. Instead, I just wrote an article. Like just, I just channeled that all of this direction. And I used my experience with refineries because I've worked in lots of refineries. Well, not lots, but a couple of refineries in the mm-hmm. past. So I kind, And I always wanted to do a refinery SAP. So I just kind of made them both meet. And it's and it's interesting too the, the use of a refinery Im- image wise because like a refinery is usually used to temper temper steel get all the good bits out of the rock you're getting all the good bits out of the people right right and it's like well, what do you do in a refinery with the foundation at D class is like you refine the corpses and get get what you need out of them and then throw away the rest shit that's so good it's, so it's a good. really good bit of world building as well I think with the anomalous waste and because you have to do something with all these corpses right. Yeah. Right, right. And that's one of the things that also interests me when I started thinking about it. I was like, what does the Foundation do with all the corpses of all these D-class that die in horrible, weird, magical ways? And, like, those corpses could be affected with anomalies. Like, who knows? Like, like it's just this massive amount of corpses you're generating constantly, and you don't know if any of these corpses, like, might do weird shit now. Because of all the weird contact they've had exposure to. Right. Absolutely. Which is what the deep, and that's like it's a throwaway line, but that's what the deep uh, geological storehouse is for. Is like they just throw them in a pit that's like three miles down, and just like the same way we deal with radioactive waste, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. I can tell you put a lot of thought in this. I can feel, um, I feel like you definitely have a lot of like experience too, not just with writing, but like life experience. The way you think about things and describe them and write them, it, it feels so much more real. Like, again, not trying to put down other, you know, SCP works. There's a lot of great stuff we read. But, you know, to an extent, a lot of it... There's, uh, there's, there's still the like, pervading with... sense... Yeah, there's a groundedness, exactly. Because a lot of it's very fantastical, which is fine, especially right. considering the nature. But there's something just so grounded about the way you wrote, like, particularly the... the, the not the interview. When he, when he was given the speech, and, like, the emails you write, not just in this one, but in Counting Station, there's, there's, like, an element of realness, right? Like, sure, it's not as menacing as a lizard that can't ever, ever be killed and eats everyone, right. or, or a giant bird that could eat the whole world, but... 
because it feels so real, it's that much more horrifying than all the things that are supposed to be big, scary monsters. And it really sticks, right. with, I, you. It sticks with you. There, I was, it's, uh, a lot of the writers that I like on the wiki are writers who are obsessed with verisimilitude, which is the appearance of reality. Like uh, Michael Etrius is one mm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ophite, I think. A lot of a couple exceptions. Some of his articles are way out there, but there's a couple that are like I, I love articles that where it's almost hard to figure out where the anomaly is. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like you're not exactly sure. Like, what is the anomaly? Like, what's what's the like the the counting station one is like. What's really anomalous about it is just that it's a broadcast. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like it's just we can't figure out where the broadcast is coming from. That's the only anomaly. That's so crazy. There's there's nothing else anomalous about it. Also, because like, like also, yeah. I, I like that sort of approach to these things, particularly with terror. Is like just where you it's so subtle that you almost can't identify. This case is actually kind of obvious. The anomaly is the laughing guy. Is of screaming the, the right. But even yeah, still, that's right. not that's not where the terror of the article comes from. It's it's right. how they get there and the implications. Right. Honestly, and I think we have the title of our episode. By the way, I think verisimilitude has got to be the title of this episode. I've got. I've, I've got to try to spell it on my first time as well. This is like such a good SCP that it hasn't happened in forever, but occasionally my computer will just wonk out and I really don't want to lose this recording. So I'm like, I just hope everything works because this is such a good episode so far. This is so much fun. Uh, so we have one more, you said, Tan? Yes, one one last one. It's a bit shorter because we're coming towards an hour here, but uh, it's a good one. Nice. Uh, this one is, let me just get the link. This is SCP-3128, also known as Let's Play Monopoly. <laughs> Let's play Monopoly. Uh, Let's go. I have I have such a weird relationship to this. This is like the one article I'm ashamed of. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. It's like because I, I don't know. You have yeah, to read it. We can't see, discuss it. Yeah. It, it's not. This is not what I usually write, but I I, I still like it. But I also feel ashamed. Well, maybe it's, it'll be a, a funny weird. palate cleanse compared to the t- the last two we've read. Yeah, you could say that. Let's get into All right, it. Tan, why don't you spin us off? Item number SCP 3128, object class Safe. Special containment procedures. The SCP has been kept in a secured locker on site. Access is limited to level 4 personnel. Following incident 3128 073, excuse me, testing is prohibited. MTF IOTA 10, damn feds, is to work with law enforcement personnel to investigate the whereabouts of POI 3128 1. If found, she's to be apprehended. That's person of interest, right? Yeah. Yep. If found, she's to be apprehended and taken into Foundation custody. Description: SCP-3128 is a near-complete Monopolio, uh, otherwise known as Monopoly in the US and UK game set, originally produced in Portugal at some point in 1937. When played, it exerts anomalous effects upon global real estate markets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's the stock market SCP. <laughs> Events in reality. Uh, no, this. This isn't that unless uh, you you just mean that generally, but this isn't that one. I think I know which one you're talking about. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just making oh, a joke because okay. it affects the market. <laughs> oh. oh, I got gotcha. you. Events in reality will mirror events in the game. Following the subprime mortgage, mortgage crisis of 2007, all further tests <laughs> by researchers involving manipulation of real estate markets <laughs> via gameplay have been suspended. Following incident 3128-073, all testing is suspended pending review. We have an instant log. What could have occurred? Right. There's an alpha, gamma, and a beta, so there's one for each of I'll us. I'll be alpha. You guys want to be? I'll be beta. Yeah. So date 09-21-2009. Participants alpha, beta, and gamma, who are all D-class. Subject, SCP-3128. 
Notes. Following is an excerpt from the audio taken during a test. Begin log. It's your turn. Fuck. Come on, roll. There's no way I can win. You've already got, like, six complete monopolies, man. Just roll! Fine, whatever. I always hated this stupid... Dice rolling. Take your chance card. Yeah. Well? What is it? Uh, one sec. Need to, uh, I need to try something. Shuffling. Knocking. What the hell are you... Hey, guys. I'm, uh, I'm using this. The hell are you doing? Door opening. Door opening. What the... Good luck, you two. How are you... Where are you... Door closing. And luck. Note, D3128-3 has been designated as POI3128-1. <gasps> he used to get out of jail card and escape the foundation! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Documentation the SCP updates notes several pieces are now missing. This includes one of its get-out-of-jail-free cards. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna give this one like a like a eight out of ten, but I really like it. <laughs> it's simple, but that's really funny. That's a good punchline. I don't go. I don't. Yeah, I love it just, this. <laughs> nice. It just like hit me one day when I was talking to somebody about something. I think it was Monopoly rated or related about a get out of jail free card, and just I suddenly wrote it out of nowhere, like in an hour. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I love the I like builder where it starts mentioning mortgage crises and stuff like that. I was like, oh, we're going to get into it. Let's <laughs> get definitely, definitely a palate cleanse from the last two, too. Very different shift. All right. Uh, next, we have some comments. Uh, feel free to respond uh, as you'd like, Hippo. Um, uh, up to you. I, I don't know if I'm going to read all of them because there's quite a few here, but we got some really nice ones last time. So apologies in advance that you have to listen to, to us, like, sort of, I guess... By by extension of the audience, gush about ourselves because uh, last week was our one year anniversary, so we got a lot of like, oh, congratulatory okay. and nice messages. What, um, which video are um, these comments for? Are these are from these uh, are from the last video with Uranium Empire. Right there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I sort them by new, and I just pick out a couple of them uh, when there's too many. Uh, so first off, left only five hours ago, just made it in time. TD Snyder writes, finally made it to the most recent episode. Congrats on a year, guys, and I hope I speak for everyone when I say that the content is most appreciated. Thank you. Uh, S-Man writes, Uranium Empire's trash fire canon is one of my faves on the wiki. Super glad you interviewed such a great writer. I need to share, like, uh, I not sure like if that... that... Mm, what'd you say, sorry? I was just saying I, I like the name of that, uh, uh, I haven't read too much of Uranium Empire's, uh, uh in there, but I always remember. I remember when, when she mentioned the name. I liked it, Trash Fire. Yeah, uh, the basic premise. Well. It tells you the premise too. That's the premise. It's Trash Fire. Perfect. Um, Boris WW writes. It's really cool to hear that episode. Three seven two one is my first translated SCP, and I enjoyed it a lot. That was the weapon system one, right? I believe so. Yeah. Right. Nice. Uh, John writes. Found your podcast about a week ago and caught up just in time for the anniversary. Love the show. It's awesome to have the perspective of both an expert and a newcomer, plus authors themselves to give extra details about their own stories. As someone with ADHD myself, Darnell's moments of, wait, what? Are totally relatable and useful because oftentimes you guys end up clarifying something I myself had missed. If I could recommend an SCP to read, I'd love to hear you guys go over 093 Red Sea Object. We other people keep recommending that to you. We will get to it, I promise. promise. That's a long one. 
Yeah. The last time we read a long one, it took like three episodes. That was like 13. <laughs> and that might actually be a, a, more than an episode. I don't know. It's been a while since I've read that one. Oh, woo. It's been one I've enjoyed since I first discovered SCP years ago. I understand it's old and quite a long slog to get through, but I really enjoy the narrative and story hints woven throughout it, plus there are a couple moments in it I would love to hear Donnell's reaction to. I'm so sad that I've run out of backlog episodes to listen to. Your back and forth makes it a lot easier to digest than most SCP readings podcasts I've found. Keep up the great work. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, <laughs> Comedy Man Kelp left a comment you might appreciate, Hippo. I don't... Uh, I know what Murphy Law is. I don't know what he's referencing, but he said manifesting that if the hippo episode does actually happen, it's a Murphy Law episode. Maybe another oh, time. <laughs> yeah, Murphy. The, all the Murphy Law ones are. I think the first one's way too long too. That that's like over six thousand words easy. Mm-hmm. It's a long SCP. I do have to note as well. Uh, I have to let the viewers down. Tanhoney was not able to overcome his shyness. I was the one that contacted Hippo, and Hippo was gracious <laughs> enough to come on show. But uh, Tanhoney was not able to complete his task. Maybe next time. <laughs> uh, Shythalia says, uh, t- uh, she's quoting Tanhoney, I'm being bullied on my own podcast. <laughs> well, you always bully Darnell, so maybe you deserve it. Hmm. I've never bullied Darnell on this guest, son. How dare you? Lies. 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 Slander. <laughs> um, next, <laughs> from Wesley Toth, who seems to have copied Dino Tales' format for comments. Writes, hey, Mr. Daedic, Sponge Cakes, and Mr. Having Trouble Logging In. Happy one-year anniversary of launching the podcast. After a month-and-a-half hiatus, I am caught up with the episodes again. As usual, masterful job with the readings and commentary. It has been an enjoyable experience for me. I'm glad to hear. Now that we are in Series 4, my SCP recommendations, I assume they mean Series 5, are SCP-4971 Rituals and SCP-4972 Something is Wrong. Oh, I'd love to get Something is Wrong. I think I've shown Darnell it in the past, but I don't know whether he remembers it. Maybe. You probably did. I'd say that, like, um, oh, that famous SCP, like, I'm leaving out the fact that I wrote it. <laughs> uh, Quaker, yeah, because that, that, if that was in Series 5, I've known you three or four years, you probably posted it to me after you wrote it. If it was oh, yours. okay. You wrote this one. I, I have it, and I don't mean this, like, you, there's only two uh, Tanhoney articles I'm familiar with, cause, and it's not because... It's because I hardly read anymore, or I haven't had a chance to read articles in the longest time. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I always, I just looked this up, and I was like, what, what? But I'd like the two articles I know are the Sad Robots one, which I really love, and the, uh, what's the other one? First, I can't remember specifically what it is, but it's like jelly beans in Yeah, a the bowl. marbles in a bowl, yeah. Right, marbles in a bowl. I really like that one. I got but yeah, I haven't read this one. Interesting. So you, so you wrote Something is Wrong, Tan, uh, yeah. 4972? Interesting. Quaker Butt Knows Right, is Among Us the new Garfield? Yeah, see? People never complained when you made the Garfield SCP. I didn't get a bingo, oh, you, no. no, no. Never mind, you made the Garfield SCP. I've read that one. I like that one. Everyone's That's read the Garfield one. one. They don't realize. Right. <laughs> it's always it's you, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a bingo, no. I did finish my Series 5 card, though, so I'll post that on the server at some point. It took me way longer than the last one for some reason. Uh, anomalous writer says Tanhoney is no longer Mr. 5000. He is now known as a Mungus Man. Uh, and then lastly, White Guard TC accurately predicted sick episode incoming. Which, uh, how do you feel about that, Hippo? I'd say this was a pretty sick episode. Yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. Uh, well, it was a joy to have you on. I had a lot of fun reading. Your articles are freaking great, man. I hope we read more of your stuff in the future. Um, is there anything you want to plug, like any personal works or projects or websites or whatever? Um, you, there's not really a lot of stuff outside the SCP wiki that I plug as far as, but 
uh, I know I'm a big fan of all the Power Watch stuff, which is um, uh, kind of like uh, if, if uh, the Scooby-Doo gang were in the SCP universe, is the premise. <laughs> like, nice. what are the ghost hunters? What, 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 like, what, what are the ghost hunters who, who exist in our universe were in their universe and just, like, spending an hour filming, uh, uh, like, drapes and watching the way they move? Which I, I just love that concept. So basically any power watch stuff. I think I've written, I want to say four at, at Weisenheit, which was the first power watch article, uh, mm-hmm. tower B, uh, I can't remember. You got the uh, whole thing jump started pretty well. I think of those, uh, first few. <laughs> Oh yeah. I was, uh, absent Weisenheit and tower B were the first two. I can't remember what happened after that. Was I'd the like Power Watch one we read Hippos, or was that someone else's team? I believe it was someone else's, but I can't remember. <laughs> have we read a Hippo? Uh, I, I don't remember. It was a very long time ago. Like, Well, already I have, I don't know if you know this, but I have shit memory. Uh, but like, also we read that, like, what, 30 episodes ago? So that was, like, over five or six months. I just remember it was, like, uh, it was about a doomsday happening. It had to do with that canon that we know, the Broken Masquerade or whatever. Oh, oh right, that's, yes, um, yeah. Nico, that's yeah. Uncle Nico. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever actually watched that, but I remember hearing the premise. Yeah, and that was really funny to me. All right, well, this has been a joy. Uh, any closing remarks? Anything you guys want to talk about, gentlemen? Uh, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, anything from you, Tihoni, aside from read Eighth Roll Space? Oh, yeah, uh, do that. What is Eighth Roll Space? I keep uh, hearing I have no idea what it oh, is. Yes, yeah, so it's a web series I've been uh, working on. <laughs> So, uh, well, yeah, it's sort of a science fantasy sort of web serial novel I've been working on for the last uh, oh. couple of... It starts It starts off very young adult novel, and, and that is kind of the theme, but it gets, like, once you give it a little bit of time to kick in, it gets, like, super anime, and it's really fun to read. And he includes, like, little snippets of references to stuff, but not in, like, a cheesy way, like, in a way where it's kind of worked into its own thing, but, like, you might recognize the pattern. It's, it's honestly really fun. If you can, like I say, if you can get past the first few chapters, it's a super fun read. You can find it. I, we can send you a link if you want. We also record it on sure. our channel, but I talk a lot during it, so it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, if you send me a link, I'll try to read it. Awesome, awesome. Right, no uh, And then, of course, uh, one last thing I wanted to plug. Good Morning Poon Poon is finally finished. Uh, the last episode came out. It is done. No more. Limited series is gone. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it like probably anywhere else you get podcasts. Yeah, all six episodes are out. If you haven't read Oyasumi Poompa, you should, you should do that. But otherwise, if that interests you and you're not put off by the more uh, like harsh uh, topic warnings, uh, pretty good. We're very proud of it, especially the last episode. So go give that a look-see as well. And I think that'll be it. Um, That's it from me. Bye. Oh, bye, bye. It's over, I guess. Bye. <laughs> no, what were you saying, Tan? <laughs> Tell us. Explain tan. Is the episode uh, did you I'm still recording. Are we still going? I'm still recording too. You were saying oh, something. What were you saying? Oh, I, I just didn't realise it was ending so soon you used to buy so quickly. You caught me off guard. Oh. Uh, well bye. 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 bye.